Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic music, video, and art. I'm David Kasdan, a Messianic Jewish filmmaker, artist, and musician. We have a special audio section that will take place later in this episode. I collected audio for my tour adventures and put together some humorous moments. I'll play them after the interview section. Now let's go to new releases. Misha Getz, Weight of Glory. This is the debut worship album from the daughter of Psalmist Marty Getz. She was able to raise money using Kickstarter, and the album features her playing piano and singing. Love Chalo with Cory Bell, Proclamation. This is a mixture of ballads and exuberant songs featuring special guests Marty Getz, Maurice Sklar, and Novi Jerusalem. Echad Records Volume 1 is a free compilation of Messianic music from 14 bands including Downpour, the Pair Republic, as well as Love Shalom and Misha Getz. It is available for download on echadrecords.com, E-C-H-A-D records.com. Jonathan Lane is the praise and worship leader at Chere Zion, Gates of Zion, Messianic Synagogue. He has released an EP called Come My Beloved. I'm talking to Jonathan Lane, a Messianic musician. Uh, where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from Huntsville, Alabama, uh, and I spent um, 10 years in Mobile, Alabama, where I got involved in the Messianic movement. Uh, and then just the past two years, I've moved to Colorado Springs, where I'm at now, in Colorado. Were you actively performing in Alabama, or did it start in Colorado? Uh, well, I've been leading worship uh, probably since 1996. I started out in a college uh, youth group leading worship there. Um, but when we moved to Mobile, Alabama in 2001, um, we started getting involved in the Messianic movement there after a few years. And I started uh, leading worship in a Messianic congregation there called uh, Congregation Tree of Life. And I uh, led worship there for a few years and then moved to a congregation in the same town called uh, Beit Israel, where I led worship for about seven years. Okay, and when you led worship, you played guitar and, and led vocals? Yeah, yeah, I played guitar and uh, lead vocals, and, uh, and Mobile had a small praise praise team um, of a piano player and a few singers uh, to back it up. Okay, did you guys play exclusively at the synagogue, or did you um, play some additional events? Uh, it was mainly at the synagogue. I would I would go play at a sister congregation at Pensacola, Florida, some whenever they had a uh, events or something like that. Okay, so are you actively uh, playing music in Colorado? Yeah, I'm uh, leading worship at a congregation here at uh, Charade Zion, uh, Gates of Zion, and uh, so we're, we're there every week. Okay, so I've, I've had a chance to listen to uh, uh, some of the music that you've re- recorded. Um, what's your process for recording music, and what have you recorded so far? 
Uh, well, um, mainly I, I write songs for the congregations I'm in, and that's the, ma- the main purpose of those songs is to, to use them in leading worship for the congregation. And uh, the way those songs got recorded was uh, it was probably, I guess it was 2009, 2010, around there, the, the youth group at the congregation Beit Israel in Mobile that I was leading worship at, they kind of challenged me to, to record some of those songs. So I, I went through that process of recording those songs. And um, it was it put it out on kind of like a five-song EP at the time. Uh, and it was titled by the, the title track, Come My Beloved, which uh, that song was the main song that, that was uh, being used at the time and the one that people picked up on and, and seemed to be the one people still pick up on. Okay, well, I'm impressed with the sound quality on it. Um, how did you record it? Uh, well, the, the instrumentation was recorded in, in Nashville at a studio, and the vocals were recorded uh, at, a, at my house in Mobile. Okay, did you record all the parts yourself? No, uh, they were done at the uh, studio in Nashville. Okay, you were working with musicians as in, in the studio, or was it people that you knew? No, it was the studio musicians. Okay. You don't mind me asking, um, how did you fund the recording? Was it your own money? Was it um, funded by the congregation? Uh, it was mainly my own. The first few tracks were actually done for free for me by a friend in Nashville. He was trying to get started in the recording process, and he just needed some, some guinea pigs uh, to use. And So I was lucky enough to get a few done for free that way. So you currently distribute your music on Songplace. Um, what was the process like for that? Uh, well, um, Song Place is, uh, you know, run by uh, a, fr- a few friends of mine, uh, Brian and Sue Samuel, which Sue Samuels is a, is a pretty prominent Messianic musician, and she travels around. And her husband, Brian, had this idea for Song Place uh, to kind of gather songs that were being written in the Messianic movement uh, that people really don't know about and people that don't know that they're out there writing songs and being active because, you know, they don't have record deals and they're not all that well known. So... Uh, I heard about it from Brian, and I thought it was a great idea, so I just decided to put my songs up there because it's, it's mainly the kind of you know people that I want my uh, songs to reach was is to be used in congregations, and that's what the, the the site's mainly geared for. Okay, well, have you been able to build a new audience or reach your existence existing audience using Song Place? Um, I, I really don't know, <laughs> to be honest with you. I've heard from a few people who've found my songs on the site and uh they seem to, to like them all right um but you know again uh, i mainly write songs to be used in congregations not so much you know to for the radio or you know things like that but i just i desire to have my songs just out there and people to use them in, in corporate worship okay are you hoping for people to use the existing tracks that you recorded or are the recorded tracks a way for people to um, get interested in uh, song sheets or chords um, to play them and record them on their on their own. Uh, well, well, kind of both actually. I would I would think either way would be fine. I've actually been thinking about putting up the tracks without the vocals on on there for people to you know be able to download and use. And um, I've always you know made my chord charts and stuff available to people if they want to use them. So I would say either way would be fine with me. Okay. Um, now, where can uh, uh, people find your music? Uh, well, right now, just mainly on Song Place. Um, 
for a while, I kind of toyed with putting it on iTunes, and and I have a few CDs pressed. But you know, if you're not really all that well known, those avenues are not really the best ways to get your stuff out there. So I have a band that's, um, I mean, it's nowhere been uh, popular. Um, it has, you know, a little bit of a following. And what I did is I, are you familiar with CD Baby? Yeah. Yeah, I think I've used. So I've used CD Baby to submit things to iTunes, et cetera. So I've gotten a few sales from there, and I've also, um, with CD Baby, it's it's nice in that it doesn't just submit to um, iTunes or Amazon, but it submits to a lot of things, so I can get money from the streaming websites, et cetera. And it's it's more than covered the cost of of that, even though I don't have you know a wide following. But sure, yeah. But I and then other than um, but I'd say that, you know, it, at least for digital downloads, it seems that that uh, iTunes has been pretty successful, that you do have the, the Messianic network with, with Songplace. Yeah, exactly. Is there a way for people to, uh, to stream your music? Is it available on that website, or are there any other sites that it's on? Um, well, I have... Uh what they call lyric videos of each song up on YouTube, which, you know, you can Google them, Google my name probably and find them that way to stream them. And then the lyrics, you know, they play on the screen along with it. Um, and I think also on song place, you can stream the songs without purchasing them. I, I believe I'm not exactly sure about that, but I think that's the case. Okay. And if someone wants to, uh, learn the chords for one of the songs, would they email you directly? Would they be able to find information online? Yeah, they could email me directly. I have a Facebook page, um, and also, you know, I think Songplace has a messaging capability. Um, and I think I might have put that information up on Songplace that if anybody wanted the lyrics or the chords, they could email me and I'd send them to them. Sure. What's your Facebook address? It's uh, facebook.com forward slash Jonathan Layden Music. Okay. I did see that you that you were looking into uh, using Kickstarter for um, for raising money for future projects. Um, how did that work? Yeah, it was an idea I was kicking around. Um, I put it out there, but I didn't really promote it the way I should have, so it kind of didn't take off. I'm going to probably try that again here in a few weeks and promote it a little bit better. Okay. Uh, you're talking about uh, doing another Kickstarter campaign? or? Yeah, um, maybe through there, through uh, Rocket Hub. Okay. Um, which is another site like that. It seems Rocket Hub, Hub seems to have a little bit. Uh, it's it's geared more towards musicians, where Kickstarter, you know, is kind of geared through all kinds of different things you could think of. Okay, now it's hard to tell because I mean this recording is going to go up about a month from now. But if do you think that it would probably be going on a month from now? Yeah, it probably will be, and it'll probably run for thirty days. Um, something else I've been thinking about uh, doing is maybe just sitting down and recording a uh, about 10 songs I've written of just me and my guitar in a really simple fashion. Uh, I think that would really help with what I'm trying to do with my music, which is just to get the songs into local congregations so that you know the songs are simplified, they're not overly produced, and people can pick up on how to just play them themselves in front of their congregations. Okay. Do you think that the best process is raising money in advance or raising money with sales in the future? Is it going to, do you think the music business is going to be a mixture of the two? 
I really don't know. The music business is in such a flux right now. Um, I really don't know the answer to that uh, because mainly you spend it's not cheap to record songs and I don't think people realize that and you spend a few hundred dollars to record one track and then you put it out there and people just want it for free and so it's kind of hard to fund it you know when people don't want to purchase music anymore and the streaming services are not really helping because you, you need thousands of downloads just to get a dollar out of a you know out of a stream so it's kind of hard to tell where the music business is going and how, how to fund stuff in the future I think that's a, that's a puzzle that people haven't figured out yet. Right. You think performing out of the messianic scene is a good way to uh, get your music out, at least to bolster sales, to cover expenses like such as playing in Christian or secular environments? It's possible. You know, I I've always felt that it was necessary to, or even a, a good idea to, to get messianic music or, or maybe just messianic ideas into the mainstream church or even into the secular arena. But I think the challenge in doing that would be to package the sounds in a way that's palatable to those those audiences. Um, as you know, a lot of Messianic music is real cultural sounding, you know, really Middle, Middle Eastern sounding. And I think it would have to be packaged in a way that would be more palatable to their taste. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Would you say that your songs are influenced by Christian worship? I don't know if they're influenced by it, but it was it was definitely intentional for them to sound like it because the whole idea was you know to, to not limit the 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 songs to just the messianic movement, but to have them kind of you know like I was saying palatable to the to the mainstream church. So that was kind of intentional. Um, I don't really listen to too much Christian music, you know, mainstream Christian music. So I don't know how much influence it would have. Okay, uh, but it seems like your music would would work uh, pretty well in a, in a Christian environment. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> if they can ex- accept some Hebrew words in it. Yeah, yeah and in the Hebrew words I used in the, in the songs that I've put out thus far have, uh, have really been basic ones and, and ones that people probably already know or can pick up on real easy. I like the, uh, the last song on your demo, which uh, has Mayim in it. Um, could you tell me a little about the songwriting process for that? Oh, yeah, Shaftim Mayim. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that, that song I, it was actually a, a song I wrote for my youngest daughter when she was uh, she was three. Um, it was just mainly an idea that came because there's really no messianic movement for kid music for kids that age. Uh, you know, like for for toddlers who are kind of transitioning out of toddlerhood and stuff. You know, like that. Uh, so I kind of just thought, well, we need to have a messianic kids song for this age group. So I sat down and just started piddling with the idea of taking the liturgy of a shop to Mayim and putting it in a, you know, fun, energetic song for that kind of age group. And uh, if you listen to that track a little close in the background, you can hear her singing along. Oh, excellent. When you're playing worship, um, besides your original songs, are you using mostly Messianic worship? Uh, no, I, I kind of blend it with Messianic songs and, and songs that are kind of popular in the mainstream church. Because we, we have a lot of people coming into congregations that come from the mainstream church, and I think it's kind of a good idea to have songs that they're kind of already familiar with, so they're just not standing there staring off into space the whole time, you know, what's this guy singing? Uh, so, so I'll use a lot of songs, you know, that are 
kind of popular in the mainstream church and kind of blend them in with the Messianic songs. I've got one song called uh, Psalm 36, based on, of course, Psalm 36, that, that I've been doing, leading worship for a few years now. I've just never recorded it, and I really want to. Um, and I've got a new song I've just written called Here I Am that I want to record in a, in a studio. Uh, so I might you know, do the full album with just me and my guitar and put those things on as a bonus at the end or something. Yeah. With your current uh, worship group, are you working with uh, younger people? Um, well, the younger people in this congregation um, at Sherezion are mainly kids who are under 10 at the moment. Uh, we don't really have a, a teen presence yet, but as you know, they'll grow and they'll get there. So uh, it's kind of different. You know, it's a lot of younger people, but, you know, 20s, 30s, and uh, a lot of kids. Okay, well, why don't you tell me a little about the title track from your EP, Come My Beloved, and and then we'll go ahead and uh, play it at the end of the interview. All right. Um, well, it's a song that everybody seems to be picking up on. Uh, Messianic Dance Camps has uh, record, uh, used it in their TV show um, on God TV, and they've put it on a new DVD dance, uh, Worship in the Worship, Worship in Battle. Um, and it's also on the Song Place compilation at songplace.com. And... Uh, it was basically a song that came about as a dare from uh, one of the youth in uh, the congregation of Israel in Mobile, Alabama, where we had the liturgy we do every week, and he just said, hey, you know, you need to modernize this song for us, and I, I dare you to write a, a version of it that we can use. So I just sat down and started playing along while I was saying the Hebrew and going through the liturgy, and, and it, it basically just came about within a matter of a couple hours, and it was done. So just one of those type songs. Um, and it's just a song basically asking God to come and meet with us and uh, pour our hearts out to him and ask him to change us. Excellent. Well, we'll go ahead and and play that at the end of the interview. Okay, well, it was, it was good to talk to you, and uh, hopefully by the time this recording's up, um, you'll have a successful Kickstarter or Rocket Hub um, campaign that people can look at and if not then uh, at least you'll be on some place and Facebook yeah yeah definitely okay well it was great to talk to you alright well thanks for your time okay rise up bow down to the one divine to the one Praise we 
That was Come My Beloved by Jonathan Lane. And now for some audio adventures from my tour with Netzer. This is myself, Mark Erickson, and my father, Rabbi Barney Kasdan, at the MJAA Messiah Conference in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in 2007. What are you going to be doing, Mr. Cameraman? Oh, I'm the rabbi. I got a workshop on archaeology and uh, keeping an eye on Netzer. So. Like oh yeah. See, I think I feel great, even though I got an hour, less than an hour of sleep. But like, I keep on like making 
bad hand-eye coordination. You say that as you're walking down holding your camera out with one hand. And this is our merch slash other. Yes, it's a limited edition tee. By the time you see it, it'll already be sold. <laughs> and that is also for sale. It's a uh, Mark's sweatshirt. Do you want to hear Messianic Jewish rock? That's it. Friday, 2 p.m. at the Marketplace. Hey, uh, shalom, shalom. This is a uh, the great violinist, uh, Les, and this is our, oh, this is going to be our our drummer for tomorrow's concert for acoustic. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks. It's fun. This isn't scripted at all. Breakfast is really good, but then I was like, uh, I felt pretty bad after that. Oh. <laughs> It's better than the eggs. The food? Yeah. On camera or off camera? <laughs> I think it's great. Meatball sandwich. I see. I'm better than that. You sound like a kid. Yeah. And press the one R button. Because we are not in GR, Grantham. We are in G or 1. R. Or we need to go to 1 R. We're not in 1, 2 R, 2, 3 R, 3. Hi everyone, uh, we're Netzer. Oh, oh. Not quite. Hi everyone. Welcome to our Friday Performing Arts Showcase. Um, in case you didn't hear that, this is the group Netzer. Promotion with Netzer, we got I Heart Messianic Jewish Rock, the t shirt. I love Messianic Jewish Rock! <laughs> the, kind of the, the meaning, like what we're going for is to bring the Messianic message to like more of like a uh, musical, musical style that's a little more contemporary and kind of aimed towards the youth a little bit. You could just drop the vowels and you could be your own television station, KSDN. You remember the, the sermon a couple days ago about how a, a Brian was like a pancake? Yeah. Pancake, pancake, a frame is like a pancake, 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 only cooked on one side, pancake, a frame is like a pancake. Oh. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to the Messianic Media Podcast. Like us on Facebook.com slash Messianic Media. Send any comments to MessianicMedia at gmail.com and you can subscribe to us on iTunes.